Hi there, guys. This is Dr. Missy Hood. Welcome to Ezekiel's Wheel. Happy December. Hope you guys are having a great week. Uh, as we get going into the holiday season, full blown. Hope this has been a great week for you guys, though. And welcome to the 50 Minute Rev. Again, I'm Dr. Missy. Uh, we want to get you geared up as we get you ready for your weekend today. <clears throat> anyway. I have a word actually for you guys and um, I'm going to get you hopefully ready and going where God wants you to go. And we're going to see what God has to say, but I've got a word for you guys today. It's a 15 minute rev. The prophetic word that God's shown me today is called refracted light, trusting God in the dark. Hardest part of the test. And entering into pure light. That's what God has got us talking about today. So, you know, if you know anything about diamonds, diamonds are created under pressure. We've talked about that. We've probably heard that a million times. Um, but it's made to make the diamond beautiful under pressure, to make it to where it showers light on everyone. Uh, where, hey, Cynthia, it's good to see you this afternoon. Where it's sometimes where they're made from carbon, but the pressure is actually what's used to create the diamond. Can you please pray? Because they're trying to hold people away, but they're also um, using major, major witchcraft. Father, we take authority over all the word weapons of the enemy. We ask, Father, if it's unlawful authority, let it fall to the ground. Lamentations 3, 37, 38, nullified. 1 Corinthians 1, 19. Thanks, God. But, you know, the Lord was showing me we're in a season right now. Thank you so much. Yeah. Did you really? Interestingly enough, yeah, I had a hard time getting StreamYard up because I didn't use the other system, but um, we're going to continue moving forward. I'll get it up and going next time for you guys. I hope you guys are having a great week. Dr. Missy Hood here. Welcome to the holidays. Um, good afternoon, everybody. But, you know, God is showing us exactly what we're going through right now. <clears throat> and I think a lot of people are getting disheartened because of not knowing the truth. Okay, let me let me. Let me enlighten you a little bit about this, because when we don't know what's going on in our world, it makes, I think, a lot of people feel discombobulated where they don't know what to expect. And it's hard to have a good holiday season when you don't know what to expect. But if you're following God, you know what to expect from all truth, because God's always going to tell you what he's fixing to do. So this is what I've been seeking the Lord about trying to find out, you know, what he has to say about the nation and what he has to say about front running and what he has to say about <clears throat> where the 12 tribes are entering into. And it's fascinating to me that although we're at the height of war right now, if you know anything about what's going on in the world, to me, this is just my opinion, what I'm observing, <clears throat> pardon me, is that, you know how at first when we started seeing the, conservative side act like that they were the people that who you think are conservative acting like they're for you that they're for you and now they've flipped and it seems like the left side now is trying to act like they're for you but it's because we're in an election year that's why they're switching gears to try to act like oh i'm for you i'm going to help you they're speaking political speak to you to try to manipulate you again be wise as serpents and gentle as doves and stay on course with the Lord for where he's promised you he was taking you into. So that's the government mountain of this thing, um, what I've observed. But for the church mountain and what I'm observing in the church is that 
God is pressurizing the body. He's really pressurizing the body to force us into maturity. And again, I've said this the last three revs, when else would he have started it? What would we have expected from God uh, if he were going to try to mature the bride? Because he had to start somewhere. He had to start somewhere in time. So it's what a better time than now, says the Lord, um, because he's trying to find out who's with him and who's against him. So we see a separation that has begun um, where we're seeing people that are truly willing to get aligned with the Lord and they're submitting themselves to him in time and they're allowing him to do heart checks on them. They're allowing God to put his finger on a few things so that they can actually find out if they're truly hearing him or not. Okay. So what does that mean? Because I don't know about you, but from what I have observed in my relationship with God is that I know nothing but he knows everything. He knows everything about me. He made me. He knows what's coming ahead of me. And so if that's the case, then I have to kind of give him credit where credit's due because I'm not God, neither are you. And so we have to then step into that trust place with him where we understand he's the only one who knows how to get us in. He's the only one. And so he's pressurizing us now with uh, these spiritual laws that are we're stepping into, if you're part of uh, the remnant, hopefully you are, hopefully that's you, but hopefully you're part of the bride who has been working with God as he tries to bring you inside, where he's trying to find out what's within you. Has he changed you enough to where you can enter into his heart? He's trying to see if you can enter into his heart, into the deeper levels of light. And so, Many right now feel as if they've lost their blessings or that they're becoming disconnected from where they once were or where God was once taking them. But the Lord says it's only a demonic illusion. Strike it down. Strike it down. It's it's put in place. You've heard me talking about demonic realities, demonic illusions, same cat, different color. But it's up to you if you're part of the mature bride to start striking these things down as they try to hinder you from coming inside and, and it's all to make you think all is lost. It's against America, if you want to be honest with, with yourself. But um, it's to make everybody think all is lost. Oh, we're going we're gonna to be shipwrecked. Oh, no, no, no. But if you're in that trust test, if you're expecting God's best, because love expects the best of a holy God. And if you're operating in the true love of God, it's going to expect the best of other people who are operating in the spirit as well. The spirit bears witness with the spirit. Can y'all please hammer down on the witchcraft hitting the flow? Thank you. And so it's trying to make you give up intercessor. That's what they're trying to make you do. And so don't quit just because you feel like you're walking in the dark. Don't quit because God's teaching you how to trust him in the dark. That's what this is all about. And so many have found themselves asking the Lord, thank you. Have I done something wrong? That's what they're asking themselves with the Lord. Have I done something wrong? But what if I were to tell you, it's not what you're doing wrong. It's what you're doing right. It's what you're doing very, very right. That's getting you in this fight that you're now in where you find yourselves in all these places dealing with all these demonic people who are infested with demons who don't want to enter in. 
So we're coming into God's light as the enemy's forces are being used to pressurize us as a pressure tool to force us to align rightly. Are you going to stay in your flesh and try to fight? Or are you going to step into the spirit and fight through love God's way and allow God to enter into the fight with you? Because God says, if I be for you, who can be against you? So you're entering into all, you're entering into the fight with all truth by your side. Oh gosh, here we go. So if we're entering into the fight with all truth by our side, that tells me something. That tells me people who refuse to align in truth about themselves and about Yahweh too, meaning they don't know what the word says about him. They don't, they, they live by the law and they'll probably die by the law because they don't understand what God is trying to help them with. They, they feel they're afraid that because of the times we live in, a lot of the left or a lot of the uh, right are doing this actually three fourths of the church, a lot of them where I think they're losing sight of <clears throat> love's goodness, love's goodness and that love has a good plan for them. So they're trying to be their own God. They're trying to protect themselves. Oh no, I got to stay right in line. They're trying to protect this bubble reality that they've created around themselves so that the world can't get inside. Well, hello, you've already become like them. You've already become like them because you're not being transformed by him. So you're, you've been giving way to your flesh and you're getting away from God's best. And, and, and you're absolutely falling away from the truth of who God says he is <clears throat> because if you know anything about the spirit of religion, it's a death structure. And who represents the spirit of death but the enemy? So you've already allowed him in. He's not just in the world now. He's within. So this is what we learned this morning. I'm giving you a little bit of our team's in insight from this morning. Not totally, but I'm going to talk about it with intercessors because I think it's important that we understand what we're dealing with. But if you know anything about light, as God tries to bring you inside, he's the light of the world. He's the way, the truth, and the light. He's also the life, life giver. But he talks about refraction. He started giving me the word refraction, which is the bending of light, which also happens within sound, water, or other waves as it passes from one transparent substance into another. <clears throat> so the refraction of light changes things. You understand that it, it, it dims things. It makes them less. So why do you think all of these distractions, refractions, AKA distractions are coming at you? They're to bend your light, to get you pulled into many directions too, away from God, to get you to quit on what God has called you to do. So well, this is the word of the Lord for you. This is the word. Every time, says the Lord, that I take you forward, I have to realign you because of the way that light bends. And because I don't want the enemy to bend you away from me. So I have to realign you to match the plan that I have designed for thee. So this transitory place that you have found yourself in right now, where it feels uncomfortable, the Lord said, I told you pressure was coming. But it's also a realigning pressure for those of you who are the bride. <clears throat> for the obedient bride, you're feeling the uncomfortableness of not understanding what's going on completely. While I complete your ascension to come inside. 
You're almost there. For the disobedient, the pressure you're now feeling is the squeezing of the spiritual laws to force many to either comply or be judged. But you don't get bent because of how you don't see accordingly. But don't get bent because of how you don't see accordingly. Let me rephrase that. Because what I meant by this, says the Lord, is that I own time and that I am light. So I'm aligning you to make sure that you can continue to take flight. So as I move you forward, because light has fractals, it can refract off into many different directions. But in the bride who came inside, I'm creating a pure beam of me inside of you to keep you purposely aligned within heaven and in the earth. So the Lord says that the only thing people will see in you is me or see what I see, which is your abiding place while I abide in you and you abide in me, which has gotten the enemy terrified because he's losing firepower now as are those aligned with him in time. See, we can think we're right all day long and we can be right all the way into hell. And remember the conversation that says, Lord, Lord, depart from me. I don't know you. And it's because I really believe this. And the Lord was talking to me about this last night, about how so, so many people in church are wearing these masks. And this is why I also tell people, don't ever meet people in a bar. Don't ever meet people in church. I hate to say that. That's the truth, especially in this day and time. And it's because you never know what you're getting because so many people wear masks. And there are always hidden agendas there. Wherever, whichever place you choose to meet people in, there's always a hidden agenda or a hidden motive or an underlying expectation, if you will, because you understand that if people go to a bar, they're going for one reason, right? They have an expectation. If they meet you in church, there's not really neutral ground there unless you have a healthy person you're dealing with. So they expect you to put on this mask. Oh, you got to put on the holy mask today. Well, the only person I ever knew that was holy was Jesus Christ. He's the only perfect person that ever could walk the earth. So there's already an underlying expectation for us as we come into the body where people expect you to be like a Jesus. Okay, yes, he, we do expect to be transformed and to be conformed into his image. That's healthy. That's holy. But perfection, I don't believe it's attainable. Not ever. That would be expecting yourself to be God. And we will never be him. So... It's time to take off the mask. It's time to take off the unrealistic expectations. It's time to get real with God about ourselves, about our imperfections, and quit acting like you've arrived. All of us. Because we're all dealing with something. And if we want to come inside, what God is challenging us to do then, if we're going to come back to love and back to the basics of who God says he is, we're going to learn how to love as he loves and live as he lives. I'm not saying perfect beings. Nobody ever gets it right perfectly every day. That's why David repented all the time. But if we're going to step inside, we're going to learn to love unconditionally while love covers a multitude in, within us. And we're going to quit playing judge lest we be judged. That's what keeps people stuck in this rut and then this place, I believe, where it keeps us out of God's grace and doesn't allow us to show grace for each other. And that's, by the way, let me stress this too. Thank you, Lord. Help me to articulate this. This is what the difference between that, between grace to me, 
and staying and enjoying your sin. <clears throat> Grace has patience for people just like Jesus did. He knew that there were things that drove people in pain that caused some to sin. Because we don't ever walk, a unless you've walked a mile in a man or woman's shoes, you're not going to understand what drives them to do what they do. So that's why God said, don't judge people. Let me be the judge. I know their heart. I know what got them here from the start. So I'm just asking you to love them while you both enter in and come through back to me again. So we're learning to let God sit on his throne and we're getting our butts off his throne and we're taking our seat beside him in heavenly places and we're letting him be God alone. And so we're letting, we're learning how to do things God's way again. So this is the place we've now entered in. So the Lord says, but you don't get bent because of, because of not seeing things accordingly. And so let me see where I'm at right now. <clears throat> and Lord says, I've, I'm trying to create a pure beam of me inside of you. I'm trying to find my place. Okay, here we go. Because unless you step into me, your prayers or your words, when you use the word of God will not stand because of the evil spirits speaking through you or the spirits that are operating from within. See, God says the spirit will bear witness with the spirit. So if Jesus lives in me and prays through me to God, the father above me, God's omniscient, he's around me, then the father's listening to which voice is speaking. And he's saying, my spirit bears witness with my spirit. I can't deny myself. So if Jesus, all truth is praying through me to father God above me, then guess who's hearing my prayers? especially when I pray the word. But if you're using the word unlawfully and it's a demonic entity on your bloodline, <laughs> you've been hijacked. <laughs> and guess what? Guess who's not entering in until you get that mess up and, and mess off, that mess off of you. And so God said, unless I see my son speaking through all truth, then my spirit and my, my word will not stand up for you. That's based on Romans 3.19. Check this out says, now we know that whatever the law says, it speaks to those who are under the law so that every mouth may be stopped and the whole world may be held accountable to God. Now, although we're not under the law anymore, we're under grace. We do have the law to keep us and help us to keep pace with God, to set us as a structure. It's a structure around us for safety, gives us boundaries to live within, not to be warmongers over each other to, with a critical eye saying, oh, you screwed up today. Boy, did you screw that up good? That's what the religious right always does. There's no grace there. And it's this moral superiority that God's trying to get rid of to get the mask taken off. And by the way, these people usually go through a, a strong humbling. They eat huge pieces of humble pie. Because they think they know it all. They're know-it-alls. And it's like, okay, you take it up with God. I'm not your judge. So just keep your mouth off me. So the alignment, this alignment is this communing place, says the Lord, that communing frequency that God is creating within the bride. But the Lord says that the enemy keeps trying to fracture you and keeps trying to bend you in different directions. And so the distractions then that are coming at you are those bending places. So the Lord says, I'm trying to realign you so I can bring you out and through. So as I move you through this hard place, says the Lord, you need to do whatever it takes to maintain your positioning in me in the light. 
That is what's going to help you to take flight, says the Lord. The springboarding, which is the breakthrough. And the Lord says, you're almost there. Don't quit and don't get in despair, says the Lord. So as I am very aware of everything that is trying to split your hairs and not one hair on your head will fall to the ground without my knowledge. <clears throat> so what says I'm aware of what the enemy's trying to do to sway you and to confuse you as well as to cause you to fall away and think that I don't care or what God, or he's got you in this mindset of what is God doing to me? Or have I just lost it? He's trying to, the enemy's trying to cause you to become unaware, actually, says Lord. That's what the fracturing and the fractal lighting or the distractions are sent to create around you. It's what it's all about. It's to make you feel like you're off, going nowhere. And Lord says, I'm very well aware of where you're at and I'm in control, but I need you to purposefully maintain your focus so that I can create a type of hyperbole of light. Thank you, God. I hear you, God. Where do you want me to say that at? Okay. The Lord says that I have angels constantly ascending and descending around the light within you to make sure that every bit of light that comes from you is of me. As the enemy is trying to hijack your vessel to try to have a legal access to the thing given to you. This is from people who don't want to do what God says or see what he sees. I'm fixing to get into that in a second. The King Richard III. If you haven't seen that movie, you might go check it out on Prime. It's a true story, actually. I'm sorry. I'm having to sit in my chair correctly. But it's a movie on Prime, and it's a true story about a woman in Britain who discovered the remains of King Richard, who, if you know anything about that story, he was actually the true king. He was a true king, and he was a good king. He was a hunchback king. He had issues with scoliosis, but he was a good man. And the Tudors came in because King Henry VIII wanted the throne. And he, so he took it illegally. He tried to take it illegally, but the Lord says, not in this day and time. Not in this day and time. And the same thing tried to happen to this poor woman who made this archaeologist discovery because this, uh, this uh, college or university got involved in Leicester, England, and a professor said he was there to help her, but trying to do was to hijack her revelation. And God says, no, I see what you do. I see what you do. And I'm putting barricades up all around you. You fraudulent people who want to come inside without going through what my bride has gone through in order to be the bride. Lord says, no, there's a standard that I forcefully maintain. So yes, you are going to step in my way, not your way, not your flesh way, not the spirit of religion's way, but my way, says the Lord. Well, you'll just stay outside. And you're not taking things that aren't yours, says the Lord. The Lord says, I've had enough of that. It's gone on in a lot of your atmospheres in the old by and by for far too long. The Lord says, you're fixing to learn about honor. Because honor is the key word of the hour. And that's a big word to God these days. But the Lord says this. Let's get back. He says that I have angels constantly ascending and descending around the light within you to make sure that every bit of light that comes from you is of me. That means every bit of every word that comes out of you is the truth, the Lord. So as the enemy is trying to hijack you to try to have a legal access to the things that I've given some of you, and it wasn't my gift to them. It was my gift that I've given to you. So this is the season, says the Lord, that. Others are going to try to infringe upon thee 
because they are desperate to step into what I have and what I see without giving lawful, without having been given lawful authority so that they too could have it if they were willing to obey me. And yet they still disobey. So your focus is that you're going to continue forward despite what their fractals and infringements are trying to cause within thee or around thee. That's your focus right now. So you can get to where God wants you to be. And I saw, I kept seeing a vision while this was going on of this beam of light coming out of many in the bride as the enemy was trying to cause many to become fractured or lose firepower. And the Lord says, you can't do that because I'm an all powerful force. Hey there. Good afternoon, Casey. <clears throat> but God, but God's saying, but God. And so if something is of God, God says, Acts 539, you can't stop it. And this is why God has taken so many before this point through major deliverance to, to, try to stop and hinder the fractals from affecting us. See, God is good and pure and lovely, but everything about him is pure. That's why I said, blessed are the pure in heart for they shall see me. And when he talked about the Josephs, hello, thank you, Holy Spirit. I didn't expect that to come out the same. Um, When he talked about the Josephs, many of you Josephs have spent years going through refining you and taking you into this place of pureness that other people have watched alongside your avenues. And they've been standing on the sidelines observing you to see if you were really who you said you were. Would you quit? Would you give up on God or would you come through? Because what you didn't know back then, and even now, now some of you, you're just now finding out. And the Lord says that, As I brought you through, because I'm no respecter of persons, what I do for one, I do for all. But the Lord says, I've built in you now this fresh fire that's going to help many to come forward now. And it's fixing to take off like wildfire. Matter of fact, a lot of different horses, leaders are catching the fire. And the Lord says, but the enemy's trying to stop you. He's trying to fracture your light. So the Lord says, deliverance stops all that. Matter of fact, deliverance helps us all to come inside with a non-bendable, non-fractable light. And in wrapping up, says the Lord, don't get pulled to the left or to the right. Stay focused on me because I know what I'm doing is I move you through the darkness because that's what the enemy's trying to accomplish is to get the body stuck in outer darkness to where they can't find their way back. And then the Lord says, I'm trying to do this to keep you on track. I'm realigning you. And so going back to the Josephs, there's a cycle, a demonic cycle that has operated over all of you, including myself, that has attached itself to the families of Joseph. And it, it actually works within a lot of your families and outside. Wherever you go in life, it's tried to affect you to keep you bound to a certain level of time. And to where you could never or would never be able to advance beyond that particular level. But the Lord says, now it's time to align. And I'm purposefully aligning you to springboard you 
right before the breakthrough that's going to break that glass ceiling permanently around you to where nothing will stop these vessels of light. But it's to keep you from moving forward in time. The Lord says, I've lifted you up for such a time as this. And you're undefeatable, says the Lord. You're, in, you're indestructible. And I'm preserving you. I've preserved you for this time. And you're going to live to see the end of all things, says the Lord. Many of you. Many of you will become centurions if you stay with me and I, as I move you through. And so we're now in a season where God is permanently removing all glass ceilings illegally placed above the Josephs. <clears throat> These demonic cycles, which were put in place by witchcraft, the occult, to try to stifle you, stifle you or to limit how far you could go in life. But now God is taking off the limits permanently to where they can't be reinstated. Because he wants people to be free. And to be everything he's called them to be. He wants these Josephs, your love bearers. Some are given the gift of joy, others faith. Very, very few are given the gift of love from birth. And if love is in you, love is pure light. God came into this world with you like he did Jesus. You still had to go through the salvation experience. You still had to go through uh, getting spirit filled. You still had to maintain the requirements of heaven. <clears throat> But God wasn't going to send you into this battle alone. And so now what that created in you is it's allowing a lot of you to house kingdom in your, in your own vessel through him. And what that's created is it's going to allow you to be a standard bearer for heaven to where heaven can enter in through your vessel into the earth realm to help set many free. You're a firewalker a light bearer for Christ. And so it's going to help a lot of people who will listen, come in and see what you see through him. So the strategies of the enemy right now in this hour, they're trying to withhold God's truth on all mountains, on all mountains to try to hinder us and hinder the revelation and our abilities to move forward in time. But God says time is mine. And the thing that is on our side is that the bride is very close to God and to his truth. So as long as you've maintained your positioning, nothing's going to keep you from coming through. We're walking hand in hand with him. <clears throat> so we can't help but hear him because God did this very strategically because he knew the battles and the times that were ahead of us now. It's also why God drew his true church inside. He's trying to, so they could hear and abide in him for the times we now live within, because God knew that the darkness would get darker purposefully for those who are trying to follow the Lord. Because what ultimately the enemy is trying to do in all of this <clears throat> <clears throat> those that have been living in sin and have been living in darkness is that they're trying to save face and keep from being a disgrace. But what they fail to recognize is that God has already exposed them because everybody already sees who he is. They see who people are. He's already distinguished between the two people groups. Now we see who's living in truth and now who's living a lie and people that are choosing the flesh are choosing the lie because they 
like what the flesh can give them. And God says, then you stay outside. Which brings us to Daniel 8, 1 through 27. And I don't know how Bible prophecy affects you, but it affects, I think, everybody a certain way when you start seeing words come to pass and when you're not psychologically ready. I think it can leave a lot of people in dismay and even fear. Just like it did Daniel. Uh, prophecy can be very troubling for some people. And just like with Daniel, where he was shown what was coming, he didn't respond very well. How do you respond when you start seeing the truth draw near? And when you start seeing these things start unfolding around you, how do you respond psychologically? Do you get freaked out? And do you run and throw your yourself in like with your head in the sand, acting like, oh, it's not going to affect me. It's not going to come near when it's already building up around you. Or do you start getting prepared like Jesus told us we should do? We're supposed to be prepared as the bride. You remember that, right? So God says, how will you know my people? By my love. That's his spirit, his light. How would we recognize them? Because they're walking in all truth and not the lie. So Daniel didn't realize how much things were going to change. And that's what was bothering him. You can't control what's coming. You understand. You can't control what's coming. But what you can do is get prepared as the bride. You can get delivered. You can come out from your own self, even if you think that it's off. And I don't think we're living in the end of the end, by the way. I want to stress that. I don't believe we're in, living in the end of the end. I believe that's for maybe two generations forward in time. But I do believe this band of Josephs are the first to help train the front runners to get them ready. We were lifted up for such a time as this. <clears throat> and matter of fact, God has shown me that. It's not our generation that's going to. But I do believe it could come at the end of our lifetime. Which is in maybe. Well, I retract that actually. I, I don't know. I, I don't really. I don't want to say that. Um, because Kat Kerr said she's seen 300 years into the future. And honestly, I have to agree with her, but I do know we're called to train up people to train up the next generations for the darkness that they're going to be entering into. And by the way, um, this group of front runners, the God says the first shall be last and the last shall be first. <clears throat> and what the old wine the, the guard, the old guard, whatever you want to call them, what they fail to realize is that they're looking at the natural. A lot of it, and a lot of them think they're spirit filled, which to a, a point, they have fivefold giftings. Um, but what they failed to do is get cleaned up so they could actually see the way God sees so they could come through. And my point in saying that is this is that this new group of front runners are born with pureness, they're born with the Lord on their lives, the gift of love. And so they're indefeatable, indestructible, and God is fighting through them. God is fighting through us. And so it's not about age anymore. You have to understand that. So a lot of different things are coming into play now where this younger group of people, the light is doubling on each generation because of the gift of love and light on that generation of Joseph's. Okay, so what that means then, is that the next generation of Josephs, this generation, 
the older people will have to submit to a jung- younger generation because they'll be higher up in rank. They're closer to God. They're closer to all truth. Why do you think the light gets lighter and the darkness gets darker? How does the light get lighter if they're not closer to all truth? So that means you can't put and you can't manipulate these generations and saying, well, you're being disrespectful of your elders. Okay, we're going to maintain that spiritual law. We're going to be respectful of you because of your age. Doesn't mean you're wiser. Doesn't mean you've arrived. Doesn't mean you have more authority. It means you've forgotten to come inside. And so a lot of people were still stuck in the old wineskin to me, um, thinking that God was going to do a different move, a different way. And God came in sideways and did this new thing. He's doing this new thing. And boy, is it different than anything we've ever anticipated. And matter of fact, it's hard to wrap your head around it because of all the different terminology and the different things that are we're having to learn in order to enter in. And so you're going to have to be willing to learn a few things. And, and it's totally different from the old wineskin. It's totally different, but it's all about deliverance. That's the only key that will unlock the door for you to enter. It's getting free from you. So that's how Bible prophecy can affect us. It's when God brings in birth pains, he's purposely forcing his word then to squeeze his people. Meaning, This new squeezing many people are beginning to experience have caught many by surprise because they believe the lie that their bubble reality would protect them. When God's been telling them the whole time, get free from you, enter in. And I don't know how many ways to Sunday God has to tell us to do a thing, but when a heart is caught up in arrogance or pride, it thinks it knows best. And so this I'm okay mentality where I've been serving God a long time or he won't mind if I disregard his command. By the way, he didn't ask you to come in. He commanded you to come in. And there's a difference when God asks you to do a thing versus commanding. When he commands, he expects you to obey. And when you don't, you get what you get and you find yourself in dismay. And so... God said, when many disregard his command, instead of looking at their own heart condition to determine if they need a jump start, then they fail to realize that God's trying to help them jump ahead of the darkness that's coming into full view now. And you realize that just because the light is getting lighter, it doesn't mean that you're going to outmaneuver or avoid the darkness. We're still going to have to walk through. You understand that witchcraft is growing. It's one of the fastest growing religions out there. And it's not truth. So you're going to have to deal with you. You're going to have to learn how to battle the witchcraft, which is the new weapon against you. Thank you, Holy Spirit. And then you're going to have to follow the new move, which is going to help equip you to battle these things and maneuver through into safety. That's how you do that. Which brings us to 1 John 2, 1 through 17. Talking about staying in pure light. Because staying in pure light, when you're walking in the light, you're walking in pure truth. Now that's the key to this whole conversation today. A lot of people don't like the truth. 
And the importance of staying near the Lord is that we begin to learn how to walk in all truth to see what truth and love would have to say. But we live in such a non-confrontational society now, the sheeple mentality, where they want to try to make everybody look the same way. Oh, no, you don't want to raise yourself up above. You know what? We're all beautifully and wonderfully made in God's image. We're unique. Everybody has a different fingerprint. I'm not going to be you. You're not going to be me. That's accept it. That's the way it is. And so this mentality that makes us shun truth, which is what they've groomed society to do. They did it through not offending people. You don't offend anybody. You don't want to rock the boat. And it's entered into all mountains now, all the seven mountains, every one of them to where now people are offended when you start telling them the truth. They get ticked off. How dare you? I can't believe someone hasn't told you the truth long before now. Some of you. So the reason for it <clears throat> is because truth shuts down all Christianese, which has permeated the church today. Christianese meaning all the religious garb that gets in the way of truly loving people unconditionally, which also brings accountability for sin. Did you know that? When you start addressing the elephants in the room, I wish I'd put this thing up on the board today. I saw this thing on a TikTok about this, this elephant. Uh, what does that guy do, Lord? He was an he raised elephants and he trained them. And <clears throat> he re they released them when they got through with them out into the wild. And he went back, I think it was in Africa. And if you know anything about elephants, by the way, um, those, what was it? Elephants and something else are alike. It's one of the bigger, oh, whales. It's whales and elephants are exactly, they're alike. And they they have, a, remember you've heard of the analogy of the, mem the memory of an elephant? They never forget. And if you try to harm them, they never forget. And you'll be an enemy, enemy for life. And so this trainer in this video, I thought it was so funny because it reminded me <laughs> of when we talked about the elephants in the room. But he was, he went into the rivers of Africa and he whistled and all these elephants started running through the water towards him because they remembered him and they loved him. And, and the same has been said, if you've ever seen that movie, uh, it's about Moby Dick, actually. And I feel like it's Liam. I'm going to see if I can find it here, uh, but it's, it's out right now. The It's about Moby Dick, the story of Moby Dick, the movie about Moby Dick. And I'll tell you the name. It's called The Heart of the Sea. And go rent that. That's a great movie. But it talks about this first mate. <clears throat> he was placed underneath this captain who was a terrible leader. And the leader was born into this position of being a sea captain when the first mate had leadership skills naturally. And he had a great intuition for... Uh, Selling the seas, but they encountered this huge, huge whale, which is a true story, by the way. Moby Dick's a true story, unless you've never known that, and that's why it's such a famous novel. But it's about their encounter with this huge whale where they try to kill it, and the whale got so ticked off, it capsized their boat, it destroyed the boat, it was even smart enough, it stalked them in the waters. And it struck all their extra boats and was demolishing these extra boats with its tail. So my purpose in telling you that about the elephants and about the whales is that, you know, sometimes we forget that because we too have memories like elephants. 
We have memories like whales. We don't forget things so easily. But yet it's so convenient to me how we forget the elephants in the room. And some of people, some of you people have become the elephants in your rooms where you don't let God put his finger on things in you to help you get free from you. And so you make everybody miserable around you. No offense. I'm just shooting straight up. That's what the truth does for you. But God is trying to get us because that, that TikTok video made me laugh because I thought, oh, here come all the elephants in the room. They whistled for them and they're all coming forward now. So I had to laugh. I thought that was hilariously funny. You go check that out yourself. But anyway, it's time to deal with them because truth holds us accountable for our sin and all the garb that gets in the way of truly loving people when they're trying to love people unconditionally. Hey, Donna, it's good to see you. So as we begin to walk in the light, as he's in the light, we're beginning to see how love, true love operates instead of a skewed through a skewed, skewed religious reality or religious lens, which brings in all the judgments of man. And it gets us judged because it operates hand in hand with the enemy. Do you see how the enemy did that to the church? He got us to where we wouldn't deal with truth anymore. And he got us, not, not everybody, because some people, the Josephs especially, I'm not being particular, I'm just being honest, because I don't know about you, but as with the gift of love or, and with the Joseph mentality, we could recognize these things saying, nope, that's not truth. Nope, that's not love. Nope, that's not God. And we refuse to comply to that false standard. And so now God is saying, come out from amongst them, Abraham. I'm taking you into your land because you've been faithful and true to love. And I'm going to use you to help the rest of the body stand up. And to come out from beneath the critical spirit and the judgments of man, which keep people stuck in the cursings of God. So we overcome with the world by God's love. And we overcome the liars in the world with God's truth because we're dealing right now, just like Joseph did. A lot of you, Josephs are dealing with liars around you where they want to live in these heart conditions because they won't deal with the elephants in the room. And so especially those choosing to stay in the outer courts of darkness where God said there would be gnashing of teeth because what you're seeing now are a bunch of teeth gnashers who have refused to get free. Demanding to skip the cleanup process as though God would let them because they're so arrogant that they think they deserve to be near God. Yet, they won't look at their heart conditions and how badly they've behaved privately or sometimes flagrantly in public. And it's one thing to sin here and there, but an entirely different thing to live as though you were perfect or unaware because if you know anything about reality god's reality of truth we all have to deal with something which requires being honest with ourselves and god too and it's why god told us to be like david always being willing to repent because God knows he didn't create perfect beings. The only one perfect that he created was his son. If you know anything about true love, true love isn't bent towards hating others. It doesn't create scenarios to where it's you against me. 
truth in love is standing straight up in God's light, in the spirit of truth, in his will, to where we become truth bearers, the bride, who can help other sheep stand back up so they too can come inside and begin to truly live again. Which brings us to Psalms 121 through 7. It talks about deliverance. Are you faithful under pressure? Are you faithful under the pressure God's got you going through? Heard of the analogy sticks and stones can break my bones, but words can never hurt me. Unless they're words of the demonic, through demonic actions, which do cause harm if you aren't cleaned up enough to know how to discern to tear them down. Because demonic words cause demonic realities. You, you're aware of that, right? You will have what you say. If I say it with my mouth and believe it in my heart, I'll have whatsoever I say. And God says, in the end times, I'll pour my spirit out on all flesh, which means it activated your fivefold gifts. That's what he did very purposely about 30, 40 years ago. And so what we're seeing now is the body of Christ began, they've started beginning to uh, take their seat beside him, trying to in heavenly places while God starts finding a vessel that he can flow through. Hello, your gifts are not your own. You don't get to keep any of them when you go home. The only gift you get to keep is love. So the reason why he gave you the gifts were so he could use them from above. He's trying to look for a cleaned up vessel to flow through. Is that you? And the problem with demonic realities is that they create outcomes that we don't intend. So if you don't know how to get cleaned up, if you're not getting cleaned up, you're not going to have the discernment to recognize them when they try to stop you from entering in. And a lot of you don't understand that this comes from bloodline sin. Okay, we start there first. We start where God starts looking at our sins of our fathers to see who spoke crap over you. I'm just going to call it what it is. And, and so then you allow God to start breaking that off. And then you have to deal with you. And repent constantly. I'm not telling you what to do there, but that's what David did. He, he kept a clean slate before God. He was always making sure he had a way to enter in before God because he didn't want anything to affect his relationship. So he made sure he could stay in the light. And so a lot of people think that names and words can't hurt them, but words can cause damage if we allow vessels operating in the dark to continue to speak those cursings. So why God keeps harping on the body to get cleaned up, get cleaned up to clean up what these liars have been speaking over our lives for years through dysfunctional people and family, the church or the world. They come from all avenues and only God can judge them. Not you, not I. So it's up to us to, Remain faithful while going through. So being faithful then is getting cleaned up, finding out who's who, and finding out what people are speaking over you. And are you aligning your words with him too? Are you saying only what he says? And if you don't know what to say, just staying silent in those moments. Staying silent. And if you know anything about this particular psalm and how it refers to you, I was surprised by this one, actually, because this psalmist is going through what I'm going through. Are you? He had remained amongst people like some of you who hated him, too, for no reason. 
They just hated him. They lied about him. They didn't want to change, and they definitely didn't want to see him change because that would mean that they were wrong and they couldn't enter in too. So they they wouldn't deal with themselves. But by God, they weren't going to allow him to. <clears throat> but God gave him the grace he needed to overcome. He was faithful under pressure where God began to change him while walking with God through the fire. Is this you? God didn't change the psalmist's circumstances. He had him remain calm, remain standing a stance in God's truth where God gave him endurance to remain faithful. And God's not always going to change your circumstances. You know that, right? He wants to change us first. Which brings us, as we wrap up today, to Proverbs 28, 25 through 26. And it states this. The greedy stir up conflict, but those who trust in the Lord will prosper. Let me restate that. The fleshly stir up conflict, but those who stay in the spirit trust in the Lord and they prosper. Because you know the spirit of the Lord is good and he's got nothing but good plans for you. And we live in a season right now where everything seems dark. Everything seems like it's getting worse. And it's not for those who have been faithful and true to God. He's bringing you through. It's why he put his finger on you and said, come inside. I want to teach you about the higher things of heaven. I want to get, help you get out the leaven. And I want to purify your light through me. I want you to walk in the light just as I've walked into the light. So you too can see. I love you guys. Go have yourself a great weekend. We'll be talking next Tuesday. And until then, I'll be seeing you. Bye-bye.